Tell me your story so I can help you. I won't leave until I take you. Welcome. Hey guys. Welcome to Big, Big, Big Old Big Cigarette. The biggest cig you ever seen. Hey, you need a cig? I only have big ones. <laughs> Large and in charge. That's what we got over here. Mm, in charge. I don't know. In charge. Yeah. Hey, I'm Leah. Large, large and free of charge because it's a free oh. fucking podcast right now. Right now. Right now. Yeah. About to have a Patreon going up, guys, for our, our 10 subscribers. That's right. We're only, you're only going to get five minute clips. You stupid bitch. So hit that Patreon, though. We don't have one yet, but follow the Insta. Don't make April talk about the Insta yeah. again, guys. You got to talk about it again. <laughs> I don't want to. Oh, what's up, boo-boo? Oh, my gosh. You had, Just, you had a, a nice week. It was a jam-packed what weekend. A week. What a week. I mean, uh, just a lot. And I've missed live shows so much. Like, mm. that's, I mean, fucking yeah. COVID, dude. Like, we all know... But I mean, that was such a huge part of especially my summers. I love outdoor concerts and venues and all of that. And to have that just ripped away from me for a year. Um, But yeah, so I went and saw Noah Cyrus, the younger sister of Noah's. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Noah's younger sister, Noah. No, Miley Cyrus's younger sister, Noah Cyrus. I saw at the Fonda um, with my sister. And it was absolutely incredible first of all the fonda is fucking amazing mm-hmm. and i feel like i've been before but i don't remember a goddamn thing so all those venues are really beautiful it's honestly really <laughs> cool just super special cool lights on the walls you know like mm-hmm. very vibey mm-hmm. lights and then i guess i don't know if they recently redid it but there's this upstairs room like it's like a almost a rooftop kind of balcony vibe and and they have like a, a projector of what's going on on the stage mm, and sound so you can smoke cigarettes and exactly still and there's, on it. Yeah, yeah and there's a barb there super cool she was it's amazing vital. she was like looked incredible she just had definitely extent there's no one has hair that long but just a really kind of just yeah long long it's a very braid look but no she was like looked pretty because she can go pretty extra with her outfits but she was wearing mm-hmm. like just a, a tan cowboy hat with like a long braid and then just like kind of like a satin button up, almost Western vibe shirt. And then just black pants. Okay. Pretty understated. And then okay. her whole band are wearing cowboy hats. And she didn't do a cowboy sex outfit this time. She did not. No, it was, it was she's very like a weird, like batty cowboy yeah. mix. Well, some shit, I feel like she'll straight up wear like lingerie. I don't know. Gen Z's fashion is kind of all over the place for me, but um, yeah, well, they just have so much to draw from. They really do. <laughs> just years. They and have so decades. many options. Yeah. Our options were like, do you want to wear skinny jeans that are black or skinny jeans that are blue? We used to have our mom sew our jeans to be tighter because they were like, they're not skinny enough. That's that was just the most the, unrelatable. The cross we bear. The most unrelatable thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> no one. Mm. Okay. Never needed it. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, so it was great. I, I loved it. Me and my sister both just got absolute goosebumps. She's incredible. Um, I actually think she's a more cohesive artist than Miley. And you, mm. everyone knows I, f- I fuck with Miley in a big way. But 
Is this a Beyonce Solange scenario? Because I love Solange way more than Beyonce. I think it might be because I think Solange for sure is like doing her own thing as her own vision. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how I feel about Noah, where all her vibe feels very just kind of more dialed in. Like she knows who who she is and kind of where she's trying to go. Whereas like, you know, Miley or Beyonce, I feel like when you're just kind of selling your soul to kind of the pop mainstream, you're just trying to get another hit or especially with Miley, she's shifting her identity like every Every EP, every CD, CD album. <laughs> how many more outdated? Hey, how many Miley CDs do you have? <laughs> um, but anyway, she was fucking fantastic. Um, and then I went to Ohana Fest and saw Spoon, and which is one of my favorite bands. VIP. Yeah, Papa, Papa Steve Langford, which is the funniest hookup ever, got his free VIP tickets because his property management company manages a property with a parking structure and that's the parking structure they used for Ohana mm-hmm. Fest this year. Um, so yeah, we got fucking four VIP ticks and we got free drinks, free food. They had full and free like acai bowls. And then they had like, it was like oh, fuck beyond meat with like chicken nuggets and waffle fries. And they had these like this weird vegan little buffet thing. Was it all vegan? I, th- I feel like fest vegan it's put on by Eddie Vedder and I feel like he might be vegan or veg. Oh, so that okay. might be why I didn't realize that Eddie Vedder put it on. Cause I was like, yeah, Pearl jam is at the Ohana fest. Yeah. I was like, kind of like sneering at it. Not in a legitimate way, but just like, Oh, it's one of those. Like, why are they there? Or like, it's no, no, no. I was like, like Ohana fest. It's not like a legit fest. You know, it's kind of like a fun, like, OC fest. That was my, yeah, yeah. That was okay. my bias again, or my, like, what I thought it was. And, you and then I saw no the lineup idea. and I was like, my God, how wrong. <laughs> how <laughs> wrong you were. I had no idea I could be this wrong. <laughs> Pearl Jam was there. Yeah. And he did, uh, the night we went, we actually left. Sorry, Eddie, but um, <gasps> you he, didn't he watch did Pearl solo. Jam? So I've seen, we've seen Pearl Jam before and oh. I would have, but there was like a fucking hour in between the last artist and then the final artist, which was going to be Eddie Vedder. Um, no. Yeah. Eddie Vedder solo. Um, and oh, so yeah, I don't we want were that. just like, I want Pearl mm. Jam songs. I'm sure he did some, but um, yeah, we didn't stay. So I, I couldn't tell you, to Damn be honest. It. That was like the one thing that I wanted. I love Pearl Jam. They're great. We saw them went to a jazz them. fest a few years ago and they were fucking awesome. Okay, well, April, what's, you know, I was just going on and on about my shows. What happened with you? What's new with you? What do you have to share? Mm-hmm. Nothing. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, Honestly, nothing. I've been, in, again, black hole. Black hole of content. My content queen. I just, I love a deep dive. Getting deep with it. Yeah. I like getting involved, so involved in other people's bullshit that just I don't have yourself. to acknowledge any of the circumstances in my own life. Yeah. Really so. beautiful coping mechanism. I really like that for you. I mean, it's like relatively it's productive normal. at this point. I mean, it's for the pod. My which... therapist told me I should do the pod because all of the weird special interests that I have and how much I want to like deep dive into them that not, it's not it's not what I think, which is that it's useless and a waste of my time. <laughs> it's that it's all 
coming together to build on something important that you don't even know exists yet. Okay. Like right now, right now, imagine you have like a puzzle. Imagine you have a puzzle and it's missing five pieces. Why would you even bring that up, April? I'm just trying to connect. I don't, I don't need to to imagine with you. I don't need to imagine because I've lived it and you know that I've lived it. Right. So if there was a, a timeline where an alternate timeline where you could um, manifest those five pieces through internet research, through your just like general interest. You're like, what if I watched Alter Ego for six hours and that made a piece? Is that what your therapist is telling you is going to happen? Because I feel like maybe you should get another therapist. Well, I graduated therapy. I'm curious. Okay, okay, so. good. <laughs> but I will say now she all was of very that, supportive. Well, I, that sounds like it. But I will say at the very least, now there's like a an output for it. You know, right. I get to I get to shit. This is that's the point. Yeah. She was right. I yeah. needed an Adderall prescription. Yeah. And I needed <laughs> to be able to make it into something tangible mm-hmm. so that I didn't want to die. And he, and then Big Cigarette was born. And I make all these jokes about it. It's just for attention. No, you're saving my life. <laughs> you guys. If you don't follow us on Instagram, this whole podcast there, is my suicide note. I'm sorry. May, yeah, <laughs> there may not be a pod. I'm sorry. Well, I guess that's a good segue into the fact that we're talking about Demi Lovato. And I did just see April's browser and it had a disgusting amount of tabs open. Yeah. All regarding Demi Lovato. <sighs> yeah. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk about Demi Lovato. Let's just let's just prepare you up top. Just know. Demi just Lovato. Mentally prepare. You're like, why? Why would you talk about her? What's the point? The frozen yogurt thing happened like three months ago. But people don't forget. Uh, people don't forget. And lucky for us, it's, you know, somewhat relevant because tonight she has a new show. On Peacock <laughs> premiering. And it's about aliens. And I can't wait to talk about aliens, too. Don't yeah. tell me anything you I'm think not about saying aliens. Anything. Okay, so I, we've prepped you guys. We can't go any further That's until, gonna be the until deep we're dive. ready to go further. But uh, before we get too weird, <laughs> we got some, uh, some hot headlines this week. And these are... They're not substantial headlines they don't matter in any way shape or form except for that i found them amusing so Mm -hmm. um so with no further ado uh angelina jolie and the weekend they've been spotted together over the past couple months going to dinner a couple times just seen out and about potentially discussing a new project together and, you know, fueling rumors that they're dating. I would kind of be down. I love it. The, I, okay, I mean, love it. This is a logical progression for the weekend. I don't know about mm. Angelina Jolie. She has no logical progression. No. Because she's obviously an anomaly. Except for, I feel like, not even relevancy, but just to kind of 
Why don't she hasn't subverted anything in a long time that used to be her thing. But everything she does is a subvert subversion. Yeah, that's like, true. She kisses her brother, subversion. She dates Billy Bob Thornton, subversion. She then steals Brad Pitt. Who saw that shit coming? Yeah, Nobody. No one. no one. Marries him, stays with him for years and years. I mean, I think we all kind of assume that they would at some point split. Get divorced. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now it kind of like, like who Angelina Jolie gets with doesn't fucking matter. Like she can, she is, she is the myth. She can do whatever she wants. But I think it could be interesting. And I think this is interesting and that's why I like it. I like the idea of her going for a younger man and one that's, that's actually really relevant in pop culture too. He was dating Bella Hadid. Yeah. And then Selena Gomez. Was he doing Selena Gomez? Yeah, like him and Bella Hadid broke up, and then he got with Selena Gomez. That's a no for me, dog. And that then they got back together. It, I, it felt like he was really. Do you want in a love sex spot or Gomez. not? Yeah, do you want Selena's... someone relatable down to earth, or do you want a sex spot? Wow. Do you Strong want crazy? Feelings. Do you want crazy, sexy, cool, or stable, sexy, cool? Because they're different. But I don't think Selena Gomez is stable. She went to like rehab and shit and like has had emotional issues. But I think she's working through it. And actually that kind of connects back with Demi. I think too, in the realm of get celebrity, it, she's pretty fucking stable. <laughs> I think but she's trying to be, which is compared cool. to her former BFF, Demi Lovato. Right. I mean, we'll get into the timeline. Yeah. But <laughs> Hold your horses, guys. Hold yeah. your horses. There's notes. There's long notes. Laborous notes. Yeah. Dates. But I don't I I like it. And I'm interested kind of either way. If they have a project together, I'm like, what the fuck is that going to be? What the fuck are they possibly doing together? I like it. And I want to know more. Perfume ad. And also I want them to be fucking. I just want that to happen. I want him to adopt all of her 27 children and and just be Papa. What's his name? Abel? It's a, yeah, Abel. It's a decent calculated move because like 70% of her kids are black. So. No, 100%. And also she's been getting with all the divorce narrative she's been trying to spin no one's hating brad pitt everyone's just being like you're kind of like just no i keep waiting i think yeah i keep waiting like their her pr team is definitely being like we can fucking amber heard this and you're and brad pitt's going down and And not not to brad you can't bring down brad dude nothing in the world can bring down brad their divorce has been so like ambiguous and vague i have not heard one damning detail i honestly forget i'm like are they getting divorced or not i don't know oh my god they've been getting divorced for like fucking five years now like a decade let's (laughs) let's move on guys like sign the paper on the cusp of divorce for seven years and i really (laughs) thought that she would like you know she's been trying to like position herself with this as this martyr for so long and she tried to do the same thing which people were already like okay you know it's yeah it's fine we go into Africa, a little less, whatever. I think she's a little less annoying about it personally than some others are but i think that might just, be a, a product of the times i don't think it's annoying per se but i think it was just very clear what she was doing and then she tried to do that as well with the brad situation and it just backfired so this could be a complete PR stunt as well to try and turn that around, get her in good graces. Like she's in a Marvel movie coming out. She's in the Eternals coming out. Um, so I feel like she's trying to kind of make a resurgence and that might be part of it. But um, I don't well, know. Regardless. Real, fingers crossed. Anyways, my next favorite headline <laughs> is Victoria Beckham's favorite food is toast. That's the headline. Who reported that? delisted 
Okay. So that was that was the headline that I saw. And I'm sure it came from some interview. Any context or I, I didn't know. Nope. Nope, doesn't matter. I didn't even look further if I'm yeah. being honest. That's all I wanted to know and that's all I wanted to take away. And it makes me happy. And I feel like it was used in a way to be like, oh, because she doesn't eat, you know, or whatever. But right. She's a fucking bobblehead. Yeah. But I'm out here to defend my fucking toast people because that's my fucking favorite food. You know what I have every single day? Is it toast? It is toast, April. It's a piece of sourdough toast with some spreadable fucking Land O'Lakes with canola oil butter. So it's nice. It spreads so, so fucking margarine? clean. So nice. I don't know what it is. What the fuck, bitch? I'm not a fucking butter scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a nutritionist? No. no I just buy what I, it says butter. I buy and I spread it. Is it spreadable? Into it. I just want an easy spread. How do you toast? You better believe I get it. What do you mean? How do I toast? <laughs> like what device do I use? Yeah. Like how do you make toast? I'm a toaster oven girl. I've always been a toaster oven girl. Okay. So that's, I've never owned a toaster. I feel like growing up we might, we had one, but we always, we never used it. It was never like out on the counter. We always used a toaster. I mean, oven. toasters don't make any sense in the modern age because we, uh, most people are buying like unsliced bread. Well, I mean like, the liberals are buying yeah. one slice bread. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the coastal areas are buying on slice bread. There's more versatility. What the fuck are you going to do with a toast? You have to flip it. Might um, as well not have a toaster. Cause I'm saying if like, you have a big sourdough slice. Oh yeah. 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 You know, it's no, long. Totally. Totally. It doesn't yeah. fit in a fucking toaster. You would have toaster. to cut it before. You have to have the longest toaster alive. Or yeah. <laughs> specialized toaster yeah. or specific a custom round loaf toaster. Yeah, we're not which, trying to be that crazy out here. What There's the no fuck? Reason. Why are toasters only made to fit square sliced bread? Most bread. Because I feel like that was all that they made when they invented the toasters. Like the 50s, it was like Wonder I know, Bread. But why hasn't that dropped off? It's, it's, I don't know. It's been 70 years. <laughs> I mean, you're abs- you're asking the hard questions and the right questions. But more importantly, <laughs> more importantly, how do you feel about toast? More importantly, I need to go kill my dog real quick. BRB. Biba. 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 Biba's disrespecting the pod. Okay, so more importantly, um, what's your take on toast? What's that? His palms are sweaty. Oh. Knees weak. Arms are heavy. There's vomit on a sweater already. Mom's, Mom's spaghetti. He's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready mm. to drop mm. bombs. Mm. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd opens his mouth and we won't come out. Nailed it. Shocking now. <laughs> <laughs> the final headline, guys. The best headline. You guessed it. From April's stirring rendition. Did you guess it? Of Lose Yourself. Eminem opened his own restaurant called Mom Spaghetti. He did a Mark Wahlberg. Was it Wahlburgers? Yeah. Has <laughs> anyone else done that? I don't think so. Not that I know of. Pretty ingenious. And my favorite part. So, I mean, I think you can guess what they serve. No, I did. I did peep the menu because so I was I. concerned. Spaghetti. Mm-hmm. It's like a spaghetti skit S- sandwich. Spaghetti. I'm not done. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> I'll shut there the fuck up. The whole reveal. You just <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Skeddy. Skeddy with balls. 
Skep balls. And that's painted on the menu. It is spaghetti W slash balls. And then there's, yeah, spaghetti sandwich, pop, and water. Pop. Wow. Wait, pop. Is, so it's in Detroit, his yeah, hometown, Michigan. Sense. Is that the Midwest? Yeah, that's Midwest. That's what they call, yeah, so yeah, they yeah. call pop. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, I love that it's a, I was reading about it, and it's like, He's opened a fast casual restaurant, which I just love. I love fast casual. So do I. Such a beautiful euphemism. I saw a picture of the inside and they're straight up selling like Eminem merch. Like they have like his like records and shit you can buy. And like they have like that's a bummer pictures of them and stuff. Like that's funny. But that also makes me sad in my heart for him that he has to do that. I wonder what Haley thinks of all this. She's getting that spaghetti money. She's fucking pumped. I hope. I hope she's doing good. She's really stayed out of the limelight, huh? Truly. Maybe he's building this spaghetti enterprise for her. One can only hope. I don't know. You don't think like his platinum records are enough? <laughs> no. <laughs> he's spaghetti he enterprise. Fast casual spaghetti restaurant. I mean, I don't know what the what's, fuck he does. Now. I never know what Marshall's up to. The last know? thing I know is that I was driving home from work like three years ago and was listening to like Power 106 and they're like, oh shit. Machine Gun Kelly and Eminem. They were hanging out? Talking shit. No, they were oh, like doing to each diss other. tracks okay. about each other. I'm like, Dude, I don't, Machine Gun Kelly's. Kelly. I don't understand any of this. Who's Machine Gun Kelly? He's trying to beef with fucking everyone. Like, take a fucking seat, my dude. Relax with your pop punk. Like, you're doing well, your thing. That's fine. Some people have a need to create conflict in order to stay relevant. Can you think or of anybody else? Ooh. Can you think of anybody else that might? Be guilty the bill. of this. Let me think. Dream sequence. Demi Lovato. It's Demi Lovato. It's Demi Lovato. <laughs> it's a Demi Lovato segment. Welcome. Welcome. Fucking buckle up. Strap in. You're in for a wild ride. I'm in for a wild ride, too. I mean, April's done all this recon. And if you could see my notes. It's like two pages. At 12 point font, it's two and a half pages. Two and a half. And that's just controversy. That's just bullshit. Insert controversy by Prince. Controversy. Leah and I have had personal conversations Alluding to Demi Lovato um, after her whole uh, big chill fro-yo Twitter debacle Mm -hmm. um, because it was it made us it made us angry Um, as would any rational person. Right. And I think most people viewed that and were like, "Mm." yeah, I think that was a misstep. Other than that, like I. I was, I guess I was like 18 or 19 when she was like popular on Disney Channel. What was she on? She was on Camp Rock. Okay. And Sunny with a Chance. So this was like post my. Your time. 
post you being a child post my yeah interest or absorption of the any any disney channel original movies yeah, um enough. it was i was a brink era mm-hmm. i was a, a rip girls era. halloween town Halloween. I didn't watch Halloween Town, but I heard a lot oh. of great things about it. I'm not a spooky bitch. Sorry. Okay. Leah's a spooky bitch. I'm not a spooky bitch. Guilty. Um, Halloween Town 2. I'll drop it. <laughs> <laughs> Xenon. Xenon. Yeah. Love Xenon. Mm-hmm. Um, Smart House. Smart House. What was the um, the motocross one? Oh, I don't remember. They definitely got some sports. Motocrossed. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably it. Honestly. <laughs> Anywho, we've been wanting to talk about Demi Lovato. I personally wasn't sure why I wanted to talk about Demi Lovato. I just knew that she kept coming up like a little, f- she was like a fruit fly, mm-hmm. you know, like it doesn't really bother you that she's there, but once in a while, like it'll buzz in your face and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Get my face. Too close. You're too close. Like, I don't mind if you exist in the same world as me, but don't fucking fly in my face. Yeah. And sometimes she flies in my fucking face. And I honestly didn't realize how often Mm -hmm. she likes to buzz around. She likes to be in your face. Yeah. My God. And so thank you, Demi, for making a (laughs) NBC adjacent show (laughs) about your experience with aliens which will i went to joshua tree i saw blue orb and and also i do want to off the top just address the fact that i understand that she goes by they them oh yeah yeah Mm -hmm. that's something that we're going to attempt to respect um in the present as far as the (laughs) timeline goes up until six months ago she was a she so it's a lot of it's a lot of work (laughs) For me to go through and they them it all the way through. Um, but I do want to just, it's not out of disrespect. It's purely out of convenience and a lack of interest in putting forth a lot of effort <laughs> for Demi Lovato. For, for Demi Lovato. And at the, having gone through this entire journey of like compiling all this information, I don't feel any more inclined to inclined to do that for them gonna Um, gonna try gonna try it's gonna go in and out yeah i'm definitely gonna say they sometimes and and her she sometimes so just um deal with it yeah trick trigger warning yeah for people (laughs) that would feel marginalized by that i don't know but as always i'd love to know your history my history with I, gave, I gave my dummy history so give me your dummy history i don't really feel like i have one um right. i kind of feel similarly like i i like that one song sorry not sorry i think that's a fucking that is great, a great song, song. i love that song. song outside of that it's just more sorry it's her popping up in the media i just they popping up in the media them popping up in the media i guess whatever that's what I'm saying. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, it's that's been more irritating to me, um, especially going through and clearly having so many issues. Like that's that's my main thing. Where it's it's just kind of like take a take a beat, take a step right. back. Like and when we talked about Selena Gomez earlier, that's kind of what I see is like someone that was 
struggling. I see that with, I feel like these younger Disney stars and Miley included. Um, I think the relation to Miley is like, I see two people that can't stop with Demi and with Miley. It's like two people that need to keep working, need to be in the public eye, need to be doing something, need to be saying something, need to be like their existence isn't validated unless the mass can see it and acknowledge it. So Selena Gomez, I think is the one that's actually taken like kind of realized that and taken time away to try and better herself. Um, like she was just really just be a person privately. Yeah, exactly. Like that's exactly what it is. Just taking a minute for yourself away from the limelight to really try and understand yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think Miley and Demi have never done that. And instead of actually dealing, so I guess, you know, that's even with kind of the pronoun situation and all of that as well. Like, I feel like it's, to me, it's it's not that that's not valid for a lot of people, but for her, it feels like a lack of identity. Mm-hmm. And that's also what I see in Miley, who I honestly love. But it's just like them growing up. And that's just kind of what I think of just them growing up, being a Disney star and just working, working as a child mm-hmm. and not knowing how to live or survive or get affection or accolades besides besides f- attention from the public. You know, right. and and working. Well, you're corrupted as fuck too. Yeah, like and, you and don't really have a way to know what is you and what exactly. And it's literally a what lack other people of, want of identity because mm-hmm. that's exactly that's all mm-hmm. your literally livelihood is about is what others want you to be and what you can do for them. And nowhere in that is who are you and what's good for you and how can you grow as a person and. and Right. And if you're an entertainer, like, and especially if you're a child entertainer, you're like, I don't fucking know. Yeah. Like, I don't have a business. No. And those are your formative years. My business and my brand is me, Mm -hmm. is my entire being. Yeah. So if you have a whole team dedicated to deciding what you are, you're fucked. Yeah. I cannot imagine. No. I can't. Like, I really wouldn't wish it upon anyone. Um, But I guess the difference is, I feel like, Something about like, obviously I like Miley. So something is feels more genuine with her and not that Demi can't be genuine, but she's just more genuinely annoying to me. Like she's just, I think she's just tries so hard, even though Miley does too. I don't know what it is like, but one feels genuine and less annoying and one doesn't. For me, the thing, and this is, this is a personal bias. This is not, this is not a judgment of what is right or wrong. Like I do want to be clear about that. Like this conversation, because it's a, it's a touchy conversation. There's a lot of mental, mental health issues, a lot of abuse, a lot of identity thing. There's all these very complicated factors that play into this. And so I do want to make sure that it's clear off the top that there is attempted empathy and understanding, Mm -hmm. but we're going to be addressing the situation based on Demi's words and Demi's actions. Yeah. These are not, these are not hearsay. What other people say, this is taken directly from their words, the horse's mouth, the horse's. (laughs) 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 But for me, I think the thing that different, that is different about Demi versus someone like Miley or Selena. And we bring them up because they're all contemporary is that Demi has found their niche in 
something that is socially popular, yeah. which is victimizing yourself yeah. to, it's not that we are all victims of certain transgressions of life. I yeah, mean, that's I just mean, being we're alive. All, yeah. Beyond that, there's just like the genetic familial historical Mm -hmm. kinds of shit that you have to deal with that's not even really dependent on your upbringing or or your surroundings but are just like exasperated by those things so part of the reason why the demi conversation is like something that we want to talk about is that their entire brand is based i would say more so in these controversies and and Calling people out. Yes. Blaming others. Yeah. There's a lot of thing, there's a lot of things that make them stand out. And it's not just substance abuse, you know. So I'm gonna try to go through as condensed a version of this person's short life <laughs> <laughs> and um acknowledge all of the kind of hiccups and see if there's a pattern developing here, right? So first of all. Demi Lovato, their full name, Demetria. No. Devon Lovato. You know, her sister's name is Dallas. Dallas and Dimitri? Demetria? Demetria. She got famous when she was like 16, 17-ish. She was like a mid, mid-teen. Um, Had she been working in the industry, do you know, when she started working in the industry? She was on Barney with Selena. Oh, okay. She got cast in something on the Disney Channel, and it was it was all downhill from there. But th- so the controversy with Demi Lovato really starts in 2010. She's 18 years old. Um, she goes on this world tour promoting music. I guess <laughs> they're in Colombia, and goes out drinking with like her backup dancers and her friends that like her team that's on on tour tour with her and they end up trashing a hotel. Somebody rats Demi out and says like, Oh yeah, she was drinking. She smoked weed. And also she's taking Adderall, uh, which is funny. Like, so yeah, (laughs) Just sounds like they got fucked up in a normal, yeah, and a normal, old, normal time. And they're young and they had hotel 100%. rooms. And, you know, I feel like I'd have to see pictures of it. Like, did they spray paint the walls? Like, what the fuck did they, they like, I throw don't know. a TV out the window? Like, what the fuck did they do? I don't know. But this all kicks off because apparently her backup dancer, Shorty, ratted her out. Dude, fuck Shorty. Shorty's a, Shorty's a fucking snitch. Okay. Siding with Demi on this one. <laughs> Shorty's a snitch. Shorty's a backup dancer. Shorty's her friend. Shorty snitched to her mom, to Demi's mommy that Demi took Adderall. And so uh, Demi was furious. She played cool. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. But she was like, just out of curiosity, like who tattled? And then they told her Shorty tattled. And so she got on the plane back home that day and walked on the plane, punched Shorty in the fucking face whoa no words just fucking got on the plane punched her in the face and then went and sat down and slept the whole way home and when she got home they're like bitch you need to clean it up yeah that's that's pretty crazy behavior 
I feel like I would have just yelled at her. Maybe escalated to a fight. Yeah, she got violent. Essentially, it's alleged that her management team forces her to go into rehab. Um, she gets ret- she gets treated for bulimia, cutting, multiple substance abuses, and generalized depression. And then, in, so that's in November. In January of 2011, so just like three months later, she gets out and she reveals that she was diagnosed with bipolar disorder. She mentions in her 2017 documentary that she actually wasn't sober and sticking to her steps. She was sneaking cocaine on planes, in interviews. Like, she was very consistently using cocaine and lying about it. Also to mention, in 2009, she meets Wilmer Valderrama. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. How could I forget? Who? She loved that mother. Was an early aughts legend for his uh, pattern of dating much younger girls that were clearly mentally ill and in a vulnerable place States, as far yeah. as their fame. Um, Fucking Fez, dude. However, they dated for, for six years. Yeah. For six years. And most of her sobriety was like, like he stuck with her for most of it. And she, to this day, has not a single bad thing to say about him. That's cool. I respect that. So, you know, there's like the, like she was 17 when they met and he was 29 and they quote unquote started dating when she was 18, which okay. come on. Let's just call it 17. I'm not stupid. It's fine. You guys met. You started no talking. No one's going to assume for statutory You started dating. Yeah. You didn't. She was like, oh yeah, I told him I was 17. He was like, oh no, don't talk to me. I'm like, no, he didn't. Bullshit. He might have been like, no, don't talk to me. And then you guys texted for six months and also were hanging out. And then when you turn 18, you can go public. Yeah. Just, Let's be honest. Just let it go. Um, someone, someone I know did sleep with him and said it was, he was terrible. What? Yeah. I'll say no more, but. Okay. So she's dating off and on Wilmer Valderrama, who is 11 years her senior. She claims to have had an overdose scare at that time um, from using Coke and Xanax together. And then she also acknowledges that she went through, quote, like 20 sober companions at this time. So in 2012, MTV releases a documentary called Demi Lovato Stay Strong, and it's all about her sobriety, during which she is not sober at all. God, what a mind fuck that must be. Yeah. And like, why would, and also like, why would you do that? Like, that's how, like we were talking before about just that perception and people looking at you. Like, what a fucking crazy thing of that's obviously the life she was living in her personal life. And then what she was trying to project to everyone else in the media too, which is like, first of all, no one's asking. Right. But like probably just some people weird are PR absolutely thing. asking. They no. are absolutely. In, Not 2000, me. in 2012, people are asking. They're like, how you doing Demi? I mean, she's an actress, a singer. She's yeah. She's a fucking famous person, but a documentary. Like I feel like just a, 
a statement would have sufficed or like oh well no one doing, okay you know, so no one like nobody asked for her documentaries yeah nobody asked for yeah. them those <laughs> she's given them though every doc she's had several and i guess that's what i mean that's what's strange to me like you can tell people you're doing okay but the fact of putting on this whole like song and dance through all these you know documentaries like that's what's strange to me especially when it's obviously not true like there's a way right. to say things aren't true and show things aren't true without doing a whole fucking production about it like that's just right. crazy well, town i mean to me. okay well so all of these documentaries they're not isolated to just rehabbing her public image they're also coinciding with her album releases yeah it was supposed to be a like positive like come back. motivating yeah. story about someone that had gone so low and was still able to hit rock bottom and now i'm back with my amazing new album exactly guys. exactly and that's a theme so that same year 2012 after this doc is released she's clearly going through it she's embarrassed she's still drinking she's still getting fucked up um she claims that her rock bottom essentially was a night that she was staying in a hotel room. She went out, she invited like two randos to come back to her hotel with her. They got fucked up and she is hung over the next day when she is supposed to perform on American Idol and she does go perform, but her management team is like, and the doc, they're just like, she didn't give a shit. It was obvious she didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> she was just going to do whatever. Um, so after that moment, she remembers like how awful it was to like be hung over and like go on national television to perform on American Idol and not really like being present prepared, yeah. or prepared. Right. So she vows to get clean. Um, and Essentially, her management team at the time forces her to get clean. They're like, we're going to fucking drop you. So either you need to go to rehab again and really figure this out and be serious or like we're not going to fucking help you anymore. Yeah, and your career's over. Later, hater. Right. We're out the door. So she ends up going. Um, she doesn't go to rehab again at this moment, but she does enter sober living. So she has roommates. She has responsibilities. She has sober coaches, all this shit. And she ends up staying in that living situation for over a year while she's like on X factor and shit. Wow. Um, she stays clean for like six years, according to her. So the only way that they're going to be making any noise is on Twitter. So Schmeads, our favorite <laughs> platform. <laughs> So she has a whole saga of getting in everyone's fucking business. And that is kind of like what gets the ball rolling on why people hate Demi Lovato so yeah. much. Um, so in 2014, Demi goes after Lady Gaga because of Lady Gaga's South by Southwest performance in which she simulated vomit so she had like a dancer i feel like i remember that on actually. stage yeah. like putting fingers up her 
throat. And oh, then, because she's like, bulimic, so she was triggered. Fake vomiting. Yes, exactly. So she makes a tweet being like, this is really insensitive and it's not funny. Blah, blah. <sighs> and Gaga, of course, is like, I'm not glamorizing bulimia. It was art. Her whole thing is performance art. That's literally her whole thing. Yeah. It, I think it is very serious and I wasn't making it look cute or cool. It just is a fact of life and it was part of my performance. I don't know how you make that look cute or cool. I don't either. Yeah, I, you just can't. So. Uh, then in 2015, Demi gets upset with Mattel because they made a Zendaya Barbie and not a Demi Barbie. (laughs) (laughs) And instead of congratulating Zendaya and being like, wow, it's so cool. Finally, like a black Barbie. She was like, actually, you know, it'd be cool as if they made a curvy Barbie and they never called me to make my Barbie, even though they made a Zendaya Barbie. Of course, they're going to make a Zendaya one because she's so thin. Oh my God. Um, Everything's about me. Right. That's also a theme. 2016, Demi and Wilmer break up. And that's when shit really gets crazy. Like, she was mostly quiet, mostly minding her own business, mostly doing her own thing. Um, Sounds like he definitely stabilized her in a lot of ways. It sounds like it. Or at least, yeah, I mean, at least having that, like, support, that constant stability and support constant she didn't have to go out of her way to stir shit up stir shit up essentially no fucking get involved in everyone else's business so um she calls out taylor swift because of the whole thing with kesha and dr luke and like the groping situation or whatever they're in a whole legal battle. Taylor Swift donates $250,000 quietly to the legal fund. And unprompted, Demi decides to come out on Twitter. And this is crazy. The shit that she says here. Her initial tweet, take something to Capitol Hill or actually speak out about something and then I'll be impressed. And then... What the fuck? She adds to it in the comments of a Taylor Swift fan page. Oh my God. That's how far she's got a Taylor yeah. Swift fan page. She's making comments to respond to people saying shit. And that's called mania. That's yeah. That's unhealthy behavior. Um, she's like, not everyone has 250 K to just give to people would love to, but I didn't grow up with money and I deaf haven't made as much as her. At least I speak up about shit. That's uncomfortable to talk about rather than trying to be politically correct. 24 seven. And then she also adds, I would rather start a dialogue about women coming forward about being raped than throw money at one person. And then continues to add, she's been seeing women use, quote, women empowerment and, quote, feminism to further brands without actually being the ones that have the uncomfortable conversations. So first and foremost, uh, that sounds like that's about you, boo-boo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. About how you don't have $250,000 yep. and that you feel fucking jealous or insecure about the fact that Taylor, you know, I don't give a fuck about Taylor Swift. I don't, to me, I don't see how donating money to Cash's legal fund is 
a net negative no, or something that you need to win. initiate a conversation about. And also, what the fuck is you tweeting doing versus her? And I guarantee she didn't just give her that. Like, she probably reached out to her and was like, hey, I'm and had a private conversation. Like, that's her again, not realizing that, quote unquote, uncomfortable conversations need they don't need to be can had in the privately. Exactly. Yeah. You can have a perfectly uncomfortable conversation in private. And, and that's going to be the most productive anyways. One could argue that Taylor Swift actually tangibly accomplished more right. by giving Kesha the money yeah. than Demi Lovato going out and tweeting about her feelings. Right. Nobody gives a fuck no. About the uncomfortable conversations that you're forcing everyone to have. Yeah. And also that's not you tweeting is not a conversation. That's it's literally not. the point it's of not. Twitter is 100%. it's a statement that you no. put out. She's not obligated to use her platform to do what Demi Lovato thinks is appropriate right. or helpful. No one's obligated to Taylor, do a fucking thing. No. Taylor made a, a decision to be like, I identify with Kesha. I can uh, empathize with the struggle that she's yeah. going through and with I, her producer. And I can make a difference. And I can physically, materially make an impact to help her out. Yeah. Without having to sacrifice my fandom, my career. And also for no what, reason. What good does putting anything out there do? Her, she's just literally flapping her fucking mouth, whereas other people are doing actions, like making. Right. Creating actions well, that she's literally ha- trying, bring about change. Trying to frame it, her mind, her psyche is fucked. Framing it in a way that unless you are personally suffering from criticism and contempt, you're not making any kind of difference. So, same year, Nicki Minaj doesn't tag Demi in an Instagram photo from the Met Gala. <laughs> And Demi has to say something. She has to fucking acknowledge it. She has to say some shit about it. In 2019, she has another Twitter controversy because (laughs) (laughs) she decides to tweet during the Super Bowl. So far, 21 Savage memes have been my favorite part of the Super Bowl, which was in response uh, to 21 Savage getting arrested by ICE and facing potential deportation because he was a UK citizen. Why would she say that? Because her justification was that the memes were funny to her because no one knew 21 Savage was British and that she was laughing at the idea. She gave a whole justification in like Instagram later, but her first, okay. So the funniest part about this, she, she tweets that, and then Wale, who's friends with Savage, tweets back at her and was like, why is somebody's freedom funny? Yeah. I don't get it. And Lovato's reaction to that was, Wale just salty I never replied to his desperate tweets years ago. And Wale's what? a fucking class act because his response, still ain't gonna res- disrespect you, Still praying for you, Demi. Glad you seen my old tweets. Hopefully you seen the ones providing comfort and prayer when you were down. I don't kick people when they down. Wow. Go queen. A lot of people were sending you love, light, prayers, etc. When people were making jokes about you at a rough time. A lot of people. Bless up. 
And, and Demi- that's how you fucking do it. And Demi's response the was, high road. fuck Twitter. This is why I don't tweet anymore. What? And then moves it to Instagram and says, I wasn't laughing at anyone getting deported. Sorry if I offended anyone, but it's no excuse to laugh at someone's addiction, let alone their OD. So oh my completely God. disregards what she did. Yeah. And then damage that she caused and the insensitivity that she displayed and decides instead to focus her apology on the fact that other people on the internet were mean are to starting her. to come for her. We're mean to her. Yeah. So then she goes on fucking Ellen, her first interview since her hiatus from whatever. And she dunks on her former agent wow. say, or her former manager rather Phil, Phil? McIntyre. Yeah. She's Says, coming after Phil basically blames him for her relapse. Over the years, it progressively got worse and worse with people checking my what my orders at Starbucks were on my bank statements. Like, just little things like that. It led me to being really, really unhappy. My bulimia got really bad, and I asked for help, and I didn't receive the help that I, I needed. Um, I sent a message out, and I reached out to the people that were on my team, and they responded with, like, you're being very selfish. This would ruin things for not just you, but for us as well. And when I heard that, my, my core issues are abandonment from my birth father as a child. Like, he was an addict, alcoholic, like, we had to leave him, and I have vivid memories of him leaving. So when they left, they totally played on that fear, and I felt completely abandoned, so I drank. And that night I went to a party, and I, there was other stuff there, and it was only three months before I ended up in the hospital with an OD. And, you know, ultimately, like, I made the decisions that got me to where I am today. You know, it was my actions that put me in the position that I'm in and I think it's important that I sit here on this stage and tell you at home or you in the audience or you right here that um, if you do go through this you yourself can get through it Um, you can get to the other side and it may be bumpy but you are a 10 out of 10 like don't forget it and as long as you take the responsibility you can move past it and learn to love yourself the way that you deserve to be loved. She directly says, I had that conversation with Phil McIntyre and then I went and drank that night. Especially when you literally in your conversation was, I think I'm going to drink. <laughs> like that's just crazy. And his like, reaction you- is normal for a business associate who's thinking about business. And like, why the fuck are you going to someone when you clearly need real empathy and like real help? Like, and if you're not getting it from there, go somewhere else. Like, if you don't have the wherewithal, like, clearly you wanted to drink. You wanted to get fucked up. But also, I don't see how it is harmful or insensitive to acknowledge the fact that we've just gone through six fucking years of yeah. being your support system. Like, no, that's it's fair. A people gra- it is people a put area. up boundaries with people a, that are addicts. Exactly. Yeah. Right after that. Same month, she starts dating Max Eric, I'm assuming. He's allegedly an actor. I have never seen or heard of him. This is my favorite thing that's ever happened. Please continue. Okay, so she starts filming her her newest documentary that just dropped in March. She's like, we need one more, guys. There's not enough. People people need to know. Um, So she starts dating supposed actor Max... Eric and they have this sort of like whirlwind mm-hmm. relationship. Uh, 
and they go public after a month of dating and then quarantine goes down and she's like, well, I'm going to go to Texas to quarantine my family and I think you should fucking come. And all of this is in the doc because it's while they're filming the doc. She's like, this is what I'm doing. This is crazy. I just started dating a guy and it's crazy, but I like him so much and I think I'm going to invite him. After four months of dating, he proposes and they get engaged and she's like fucking pumped she's so stoked she's like this is it this is real this is intuitive this is magic two months after the engagement they break up so did you know that he was like had previous tweets about selena gomez and how obsessed he was with selena gomez and he was also like allusions to that but he also did like a whole like instagram live um oh yeah he's a fame whore drama show Uh uh-huh stop using me as a pawn in a pr stunt Stop. Stop breaking into my Airbnb. Just like make art. I'll support you. You're all great. You're all awesome. Literally just like leave me alone. And stop using your millions of dollars to write false fake news about me. For I have to go to work tomorrow and work for my money. I'm a person. A living, breathing person with feelings, with blood in my arms. Like Pete Davidson didn't deserve to feel this way. You think he wrote that text to Mac Miller? <laughs> Open your eyes. It's a calculated PR stunt. Accused her of being the faker and that it was all a PR stunt. And then he gets, he calls paparazzi to photograph him on the beach where he proposed, where yes. he's just like crying. Those are literally magical. W- it's one of my favorite like stories that has come out just like with a visual accompaniment. Yeah. It's been a like level of oh my god trauma and but he, but hilarity. it's like because but Ben Affleck has like a true sadness to him, right? Like and those all right. feel real. Him actually are right. really him being sad. Where this was like oh like he's on the beach, like all these different poses. Yeah. Like it's so <laughs> contrived. It's fucking hilarious. And then in March of this year, Dancing with the Devil comes out. And it's a YouTube four-part series. It's addressing her overdose. And she reveals a lot of interesting, controversial information. She admits that she began using heroin and crack in 2018 when she relapsed because that's what her dealer had when she called him. Complications from her overdose caused her to have three strokes, a heart attack, and brain damage that caused her partial blindness to the extent that when she first woke up, she was entirely blind. And in the months after, months and years after, I guess, uh, she also has like weird blind spots in her vision where she can't. Like sometimes she'll pour water in a glass and it just gets all over the counter. Is that corroborated by the doctor? Yes. Yes, because the doctor is being interviewed with Demi sitting right next to him. She says that night she invited her dealer over and they smoked together and she was unaware that it was laced with fentanyl. And at some point she is so high she passes out. And the dealer leaves. And so assistant discovers her the next day. They call the ambulance. They get her 
in the hospital, blah, blah. And she recalls that while she was in the hospital, they asked her if she had consented to sex that night. And she says that she has a flash of a, a memory of her dealer on top of her. And so immediately she responds, yes, I had consensual sex that night. And a month later, she realizes that she was in no place mentally to have consented. And therefore it was a rape. And he, you know, took advantage of her and left her for dead, essentially. And that realization motivated her to retake her power by a month after her overdose of three strokes, a heart attack, brain damage, two weeks in the hospital, and then an inpatient rehab situation. Pretty much immediately after she gets released, she calls him back over to her home, gets high with him again, and then initiates consensual sex with him again as a way of... Reclaiming her power? Of taking the agency back of what like the you fuck? you took advantage of me and fucked me so now i'm gonna do it back to you what which is, which is I, interesting i can so she's saying this as like something that she's proud of or i like what I, the she doesn't fuck? she doesn't say it as if something that she's proud of but she does justify the thought process there. Um, First of all, it's disgusting. I think that she, I mean, categorizes that as a rape because I'm sorry, you got high together. You're both fucked up. Like, right. I'm sorry. First of all, fuck you. And then you had all the shit happen and you're going to get high again and act like that was you reclaiming anything other than you reclaiming your throes of addiction like what the fuck i just are yeah. you talking about i think the thing that f- fucks with Jesus. me is like if you're in the state of mind where you don't understand your own boundaries then how the fuck do you expect somebody else to decide what your boundaries are like if if you're going to be like oh well if i'm high i can't consent but then you're going to have you're going to get high with somebody that you invited into your home and then not remember how any of it turned out and then decide after you already claim to have consented to sex that you actually didn't and he's a rapist yeah it's like it sounds to me like you're both in the wrong like you both are it sounds like you're like both is he is he just some sinister monster like going you're both out drug addict sounds like he's and a also fucking her drug dealer it is yeah. like I'm getting back at him yeah. like that's so you're in your mind raping him or something like what I don't know the fuck are you talking about why would you share that like why I don't know she's an addict like and I think that's and it goes back I don't to think like she, I think that at the addiction is secondary. The fact that she is not able to be a person without external validation. Right. But I mean, that's what I think she's addicted to as well. It's like, I think addicted to attention. And like, I think that's, that's actually a big part of it is like, 
is just an addiction to the limelight, an addiction to someone talking about her, an addiction to having her voice heard and feel validated because yeah, she feels like nothing without it. And I think that goes back to obviously her childhood and all that shit. And obviously there's some mental health shit that's either could be familial or it could just be also from circumstance, you know, and either way she's clearly fucked up and does not have the capabilities to really process anything that's going on for her and also doesn't have the want to process. Like she wants to keep going and she thinks she's in charge. And like, that's the fucked up part. Cause it's like anyone with eyes can see that she's not in control of anything that's happening. Although she is, she's making these decisions, but it's like, you don't actually understand the weight of anything that you're doing and the weight of what's you're doing to other people and to yourself. And like, she will take responsibility in, in a superficial way of being like, of course it's me. Of course I have all these. And that goes back to the big chill thing too, that Froyo place where it's like her apology is literally like, so, I have kind of gotten in the middle of something with this yogurt shop called The Big Chill in Century City. I am very outspoken about the things that I believe in. I am human. I am somebody who is just very passionate about what I believe in and I've lived through enough to know when to speak up for people who don't have a voice. As someone that deals with an eating disorder, like is in recovery from an eating disorder, I still to this day have a hard time walking into a Froyo shop. So by the time I got to the counter after seeing so much diet stuff and health food stuff, like because it wasn't clear, I'm definitely jumped to conclusions and probably shouldn't have you know gone about this the way that I have but but I'm trying to fight for people and I'm passionate and it's it's still literally gassing herself up and saying and victimizing herself while trying to also quote-unquote apologize like it's right it's the same with the 21 savage thing it's like I I'm perfectly like you should trust that I have good intentions because clearly I'm a wonderful person with all the right ideas and all the good, the best intentions in mind for everyone. And so if you're attacking me, then really you're attacking the movement. Well, and you're saying like why you didn't know why you didn't, you know, where you have like a visceral reaction to her. And I think it's because like you talk about virtual uh, virtue signaling a lot. Yeah. And she's the ultimate that like, I remember there was a thing with Lollapalooza after that happened and she was like, this is COVID still going on, like blah, 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 like talking shit on Lollapalooza. And then like a week later she performed to, it wasn't a festival, but it was a full concert with hundreds of people <laughs> packed together like sardines Right. a week later. And it's just like, it's it, the po- hypocrisy that yeah. I don't like. Exactly. And it's like, like, she's calling people out just to call people out to demonize people. But when anyone turns it to her, there's never introspection. It's always like, I have this trauma or how dare you or why well, are you attacking there's the me? the veneer of introspection where well, she yeah. gets, she gets to say, I understand that I hurt people and I understand that I did this, this and this, but she never but, really has to. And there's always a, but there's always a, but, and there's always a, a, a rationalization. A yes. Yeah. 
And there's never, it never, it's never, this is who I am and this is what I did and this is how I'm responsible, period. She's finally aged into a period in time where that bad behavior is rewarded. Where it's like, as long as you... Like she, she's found an avenue to which she can channel her negative energy into a way where reproach. people exactly can't talk shit because like, that's part of what people are I'm doing. I'm a non-binary, queer, mentally yeah. ill, self-harming, abuse, eating disorder survivor. Uh, yeah. And if you watch the new doc, it's 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 very strange. Like there's, they, they photo, they talk about how miraculous it was that she survived. How She's a miracle. She is. She should be dead. Uh, they do this whole like montage with her, like, and butterflies. Like she's in like this, like this greenhouse and there's like butterflies. And she, they like, she does. She puts her hand out to catch one, but she can't. No one. None of them will <laughs> land on her hand, so they'd have to like illustrate it happening. And they, and there's like this like swelling music of just like, wow, isn't it so? She was She's so five minutes from death. She was cold and naked and blue, left behind by this heartless abuser, oh and God. she managed. To, I mean, like doctors were amazed. Like she should be dead, or at least retarded. <laughs> I mean, speaking of retarded, um, she has a new show. It's out today. The fucking what's it even called? I don't. It just Google UFO or alien show Demi Lovato. It came Demi Lovato went to Joshua Tree, saw a blue orb. I had this crazy experience that happened to me in Joshua Tree. It was this bright light. It kind of moved in like these weird ways that a plane wouldn't move. My goal is to find out what really happened. I'm Demi Lovato, singer, activist, and UFO experiencer. First of all, she introduces herself. I mean, just to go off of everything we just talked about as a singer, activist. What? What's the last one? UFO experiencer. That's the three? The three singer, singer. check, activist. Mm. If you if self-identify you as an activist, exactly. you're big trouble, mister. Yeah. Is that just... You can just seat yourself. Your fucking Twitter. Right Your down. Twitter account counts as activism. Interesting. At least she's talking about people getting raped and not just giving them money. Yeah, at least she's like accusing people of rape, you know? Like that's that's how you become an activist. Well, she's vaguely accusing people of rape. But also she's a UFO experiencer. <laughs> and uh, so she has this whole I mean, I'm not going to watch it because I kind of can't stand to see her talk, but this just goes more into just her need to just be televised and not in a way like we were talking before like performing like it's her as a person like that's where I think she's really searching for that validity of like her as a human being and it's like just look at me and experience and it's like first of all how many like remember the memes of the guy that's like 
aliens are real and he's got the crazy hair you know like yeah um, from ancient aliens exactly like Mm -hmm. what the fuck do you think you as demi lovato is gonna uncover about aliens that no one else has figured out like that's what it's not even about aliens that goes back to the fact of it's it's just about another thing for her to be in front of the camera it's basically one of those talking about ghost shows yeah and there's a reason it went on Peacock and not on NBC, NBC proper. Yeah. Because they're like, look, Peacock is free. Anyone can sign up. So we should probably offer some content. And Demi, you're fucked up. So. Oh, you. And you, also you want to show you need to show. Aliens are hot right now. It's niche. The yeah. libs are getting into alien. It's not just the right anymore. Libs like aliens now. Oh, too. I know they do. Ever since they released, like everyone's like, no one even cared during Ever COVID. Since they released the military. Literally, the military industrial complex was like, hey, you know, I'm maybe we saw some aliens. We what do you think? Shit. We, they released that shit. And they're like, oh, fuck. The Navy said that yeah. shit. Damn. Okay. It's well, real. That's legitimized. It yeah. must be legit. The Navy what do you, said What do you it. think about aliens? Okay. So I have this argument with my friend all the fucking time. I don't. I, I, I'm agnostic. Like aliens, abs- the likelihood of them existing is greater than them not existing at this point. But I also don't think there's like a global decades long you know, conspiracy no. to conceal the existence of aliens from us. I agree. And I find it very suspect that they, at least the U S government decides to un- unveil all this, you know, pertinent information regarding aliens at opportune times. And I just don't, it's like, and if was you it even pertinent, I mean, I, if there's me, aliens, prove it. Like, obviously, obviously there's life on other planets. I think that you'd have to be a fucking moron to think there's not. Well, you have to be. But to think that they're not, to think that they're here. I don't think so. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Just because you see something in the sky that you can't explain doesn't mean it's a fucking alien. No. Like. And that's where I'm just like, people are so UFO fucking... UFO doesn't mean alien. And UFO means you don't know what the fuck you're looking at. And it's like, it's still the same idea of searching for things outside of yourself, right? Like, it's the same idea with religion, like, that there's a greater purpose, that there's greater life, that there's... That are unverifiable. Exactly. And on, you that can't, you can just that it's you based on belief. It's based on belief. Right. Like, it's, it's fully... faith-based. And that's, like, always a crutch to me. And I does not surprise me that Demi Lovato is like fucking losing her mind. Using mushrooms and going to Joshua Tree to expand her mind. She's like 10 years behind. Yeah. (laughs) She's 30 years old. Yeah. So I think the moral of the story is Demi, take a fucking note from Selena and just chill the fuck out. Like step away for a couple years and just yeah. focus on yourself and do some very intensive therapy. Mary, maybe uh, find woman. some right pills. She doesn't like women. I don't believe for she's, a fucking second she, she likes women. She says she's oh, I, oh, too I know. queer. I, I know what she's to marry a man. Yeah. Okay. Um, just take a fucking take a beat, bitch. Just take a beat and chill the fuck out and really try and do some real work and see what it feels like to not have people look at you all the time and listen to you all the time.
eyelash drag is the Britney, the new Britney dog. And it's going to wow. be, it's short and sweet combo because you, I mean, if you've watched a Britney doc, you already seen it. There's one that came out last year that had just as much, if not more information. And this How one. How many can they have? Um, I think three. I think three is the, the total. We can do the sum total. We can do a Hulu. We can do a Netflix. We can do an HBO. Mm -hmm. And then, then YouTube's in there. Beyond that, you're doing a YouTube. You're doing like a Quibi. Quibi's closed down. Okay, well you were doing a Quibi, (laughs) or what else? That's it. Peacock. Peacock. (laughs) (laughs) Get that Peacock Doc. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, so like there's a new it's I Britney versus Spears, I think it's called. It's about our conservatorship. I mean, there's no there's literally no new information. The most new information you get is like you get a little bit of insight from Sam Lufty, who uh Oh yeah. Is like me, I was trying to help hundred percent. No idea whether that's true or not. Yeah. And then you get a little bit of um Adnan, who was like a, a paparazzi that she took a liking oh, yeah. to, that she started kind of hanging out with and dating right around the whole the breakdown break, you know, yeah. quote unquote breakdown. It's it's honest. It's it's an hour and a half long, and unfortunately, it's a waste. Of, but you also, know what? Fucking shout out to Britney, dude. Fuck Jamie Spears, and um, you know what? I just feel like if she wants to take naked pics and marry possibly a money grabber and even if she wants to blow their money, I just feel like that's her fucking prerogative. And speaking of people that are fucking thirsty, my drag is Brian Austin Green, the ex of Megan Fox. Fucking hot babe, obviously. Ex of 90210. And what, what was his name on it? I don't know. I I didn't watch him. Brian. Too young. (laughs) (laughs) Who, me? Um, I don't remember. But so I, so I never, now that I feel like you fucked me up, April, because of course I would watch The Voice and singing shows because, you know, some reality shows, but now that I've just really gotten into The Bachelor, it's, I do like a competition show. I just feel like it's like a slippery slope now. And one of my good friends, loves dancing with the stars and i was like you know and i'm on my hulu and it's like dancing with the stars i was like i'll watch it and so we can talk about it but fucking brian austin green on it so he's been dating one of the dancers for like a year and so now he's on on a date with courtney stodden oh i remember the hot tub the hot tub we should do a courtney stodden absolutely tbd to bd to be determined tbd to bd we're doing big dicks no that's a whole situation that i would love to unpack um but he's been dating this bitch and for like a year or whatever and so now he's on the show and they're partners and it's the whole thing is like because quite honestly like i've watched like maybe one episode before prior so i've watched like this season there's been two and like they put in a lot of hard work and they have their dancers and they're taking it seriously. And yeah. like this whole thing of 
of Brian doing it, bag is what I'm going to call him, of bag fucking <laughs> doing this, is it's literally all, I feel like, a PR stunt. And a In response thing. to... Yeah, of Megan how bad dating he looked. MGK. Yeah, and how bad he looked with all of that, and you know when they were breaking up and shit. But yeah, so it's just I don't know. I recommend you watching their videos and just anyone else because it's like do you comparatively? Yeah, because it's so upsetting and like they do their whole thing like they were like let's go on a date here and we're dancing to our the song that's our song and like they didn't even dance oh, they were just so like looking to each other's dating? eyes they're yes yeah, so it's the partner they've that been he's dating. dating yes they've been dating for so a year so he only is on it because he's been dating well and like they love it like it's all like pr shit like where obviously people go on it like it's also what it's is all it pr shit no one's going on dancing okay. with the stars except to be so I would have said that before, and I think Moving for a lot of people it's forward. true, but some people I just think it's like they want to do it. Like the chick Jan from The Office is on it, and you can tell she's just like genuinely stoked to be there and like wants to really like just wants she's to like, dance. All right. Yeah, like there's a few people that are genuinely stoked. Um, like you want to pay me to learn to dance? All right. JoJo C was on it. it groundbreaking. Right. First time Lesbian. dancing with another female, whatever. She's annoying as fuck. I don't like her energy at all. I don't. She's like don't fourteen years old. I don't want to. She's like twenty hear her something now. Speak anymore? No, she's not. She's older, and she still is trying to act like and look like she's young. It's it's a very unsettling vibe. I don't like it. She she's like to me. She's like a clown. Like, be you're like a, to anybody. You're like a crazy clown. And you scare me <laughs> you to need my to core. Go to your room. Yeah. It's, go to your room, Jojo. But yeah, just just fucking bagging his bitch like they're it's the worst and I hate it so much. And I just I didn't like him as much before. And now I'm just like, you're so gross. And it's such an obvious so attempt to be like, tune in. I'm so in love now. Dancing with the stars. Monday nights no, on ABC. ABC. No, fuck it. Don't watch it. Just watch a clip and be like this. Is, and you'll be like, Leah, you're right. It's trash. Hey. Mic drop. That's or I that's or don't watch a clip and just trust. You, people need to see it because it's so upsetting. Like it's so gross. All right, I'll clip, I've just been I'll sitting with this all Instagram. alone. Okay, I've been sitting with this all alone, April, and it's been traumatizing. I'll share it. I'll find it. I'll share it. Fine. Thank you. You're welcome. Okay, we got we got to end it though. I know this three, is the three, longest episode of my life. Much. Okay. Love Thank you.